This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about how to handle disappointment and even better, how to stop being disappointed once and for all. Now, when things don't go your way in your life or your relationships, how do you react? Do you blame yourself or other people? Or do you simply think the world is against you? Well, we'll be showing you why getting disappointed can be extremely self-destructive and how it can negatively impact your law of attraction. The good news is that we will also be sharing an alternative and healthy way to handle life's setbacks so you can avoid the heartache and move on stronger and wiser. Okay, David, so let's go back to basics. What is disappointment in the wisdom teaching? Well, that's the key. That's the key. (laughs) And why this question is such a good question that someone sent in to us, because it allows us to really to look at some of the fundamentals. So what do you believe the disappointment is? I believe it's a description of an emotional feeling. And this, for my clients, is where they get confused. They will class themselves as a disappointed person, or they will see disappointment as self-criticism. But if you start at the beginning of this teaching, do you believe that disappointment is a description of an emotional feeling, a red light feeling? Yeah. So I think disappoint when if I say I'm feeling really disappointed with this situation or really disappointed with myself, or I'm feeling really disappointed with this person, I'm describing a kind of yucky, sinking, uncomfortable feeling within myself. Okay. So if you can make that distinction, as Alex has just done and showed you and role-played, then it goes back to the fundamental teaching. Do you believe that you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim? And here's the problem, because when you keep on going, I'm disappointed, I'm always disappointed, you almost become the victim of your own emotional feelings. So you have to go back to the core. Do you believe that every emotional feeling that you experience in your body, you have created through what you think and what you believe? But I would think that a lot of people would say, well, that person has really disappointed me or I'm really disappointed in the situation and that person or the situation has created this awful sinking feeling within me. And that's why this question was so so good and I'm glad we're doing it because what you're then doing is basing your decisions, your life, your views on your emotions. As Alex has just said, That person disappointed me. So what you're doing now is you're basing your view on an emotional feeling. And the whole point of Wu Wei wisdom is do not base your life on your emotional feelings. 
base it on what you're actually believe what I would say your Shen, as you know in other videos, what is your truth, what is your integrity, what is your honesty. And so when you base it, you see this is why this is so important. If you believe that you are the creator of your emotions, your emotions are almost like the second step, the second layer. We want to get down to the basic, what you think, what you believe, what is it that's so important with you? And if you say, that person disappointed me, you're almost giving them the power of your emotions, you see? Well, you're you're yeah. the victim then. I mean, that's exactly what's going on. There is, I can get the point that, okay, I am creating the, the physiological response, yeah. the phys physiological feeling that I'm labeling disappointment, that's sinking awful feeling within me but that is in response to how they have what they've done that other person's done or what's happened with this situation but that's the important key it sounds so subtle but it's so vitally important and i would go as far as to say it's life-changing because as alex has just demonstrated if you say they've disappointed me you now become the victim of them they're in control of you but if you change that around and say i've created disappointment for what they've done or not done now you're in control now you can look at your belief structure your filters of what they've done why you've chosen to create yeah. disappointment you see sounds subtle but extremely powerful and i would say extremely spiritual because now you're taking it back. Now they may have told you something and done something else. They may have let you down. They may have done all of these things. And you might think creating an emotion of disappointment is totally appropriate. And I've got no problem with that at all. But the difference is you are now being responsible for the emotion that you're creating. You're not the victim of the emotion mm -hmm. and you don't live all of your life in this air of disappointment, and that's why it's so important. Well, I, I like the idea of taking ownership of the red light feeling of disappointment rather than lock, stock, and barrel, blaming the outcome, the setback, or the person, or whatever. I like that. But there's no getting away from the fact that if someone has let me down or I've had a major setback that I wasn't expecting and wasn't wanting or someone has gone against their word and done something against me, isn't it perfectly normal and natural for me to create the feeling of disappointment within me? Yes. I can't I, not create that. No, you can not create it. But then... But you choose to create it and this is why yeah. I said it's life-changing. Yes, it, it would be totally normal and natural. And if you want to create disappointment, I am not stopping you from creating disappointment or say you shouldn't create disappointment or disappointment isn't appropriate. What I'm saying is much more fundamental. Once you take ownership, mm -hmm. I like your word, once you take ownership of that emotion, now you can now decide how to deal with this situation. Now you can deal with it with the burden of disappointment, the red light feeling, or you can deal with the situation much more clearly, much more freer, 
much more truthfully and with integrity. So you can create that intensity of the red light feeling of disappointment to what level that you think is good for you. Yeah. Because once you do this, you stop being the victim. So let me repeat so I'm clear. I'm not saying do not create disappointment, the feeling of disappointment. I am not even saying feelings are bad. I'm saying that you create them to the level that you think is helpful. And as Alex says into her introductory, most of my clients will live in this emotion of disappointment, of failing, of thinking everything and everyone is against them. And then that inhibits them dealing with real life situations that they encounter. I think, David, from what you said there, in my mind, I have a visualization. I'm now going to take ownership for creating this red light feeling of disappointment. And it's perfectly okay if I want to choose yep. to create that feeling in response yes. to a setback, a setback yep. with a yep. person, a setback with a situation, things not turning out how I want them to be. Yep. I also like the idea of it's almost like I am now in control. It's almost like I've got control of the dial on this emotion, this red light emotion. It's useful to have the red light emotion to experience it, I think, because it tells me that something is is not right. Something is not right with how this situation is. Something is not right with this person. So it kind of raises my attention. Something needs to be looked at here. But it, But in the meantime, I have control of the dial of disappointment. I can allow the dial to register, experience some disappointment, but I'm also in control of stopping it going to an extreme level of disappointment, extreme discomfort, disabilitating discomfort, a level of discomfort that stops me thinking logically and clearly. I am also in control of not allowing the disappointment to last for any longer than it needs to last because I think... For most people, if they are listening to this teaching, they are interested because they are living a life, as you say, with constant disappointment. It's like a series of disappointments. And that red light feeling is all-consuming, all-pervasive, and it affects them every day of their life in their relationships, their work, their friendships, their health, etc., etc. Well, it becomes their filter, Alex, and they see life through this filter of disappointment. And so nothing ever meets their expectations because this feeling of disappointment almost morphs into a belief. And so they can never be satisfied. And it's what I call a self-fulfilling prophecy, or you tell me the latest word is confirmation bias. If you are believing that you're not good enough, one of the three lies we talk about, you're not good enough, you can't cope, you're unlovable or unworthy, then disappointment naturally follows because nothing is going to be suitable for you because you can't say, oh, on one hand, life is disappointing, I am disappointing, relationships are always disappointing, careers are always disappointing, and then on the other hand, be positive and be happy and be yeah. striving because they are against each other. Those two views are against each other. And that's why starting off as we did, it's so important. Do you believe that you are the creator of your emotions? If you do, then is disappointment an emotion? Therefore, you're creating it 
Once you've got that, then you fall into what Alice is describing, the dial, if you like that. So if somebody lets you down, quite natural to be disappointed. But I would want you to stand up tall, wipe yourself down and say, right now, how do I get through this problem? Maybe a problem I haven't caused. Maybe a problem somebody's let me down, promised one thing and delivered something else. But now this is an issue that I have to get through. And creating a red light feeling as disappointment is like getting through a difficult problem and making it even worse yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And on that point, of you say, if you bought into the three lies about yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm lo not lovable, I can't manage or I can't cope, you are more likely to uh, experience disappointment and blame yourself. Mm. But equally, if you have the belief people always let me down, you are more likely to, by the law of attraction, have people letting you down because you're almost like looking for those people. You're, you've, you've got the magnifying glass out. You've got, you, you've got your kind of radar, your hackles up waiting for things to happen. And equally, if you believe the world's against you, things always go wrong for you, then by the law of attraction, you're going to be more disappointed because it's like you're attracting that belief, those thought processes is sending out that message to the universe. Well, that, that view is very important, Alex, because when you set this, I'm disappointed or nothing ever works for me or what it leads on to, you see, this is why I often talk in these videos. It's like a fork is in the road. And once you become the victim of your emotions, you go down a different fork. And just as you're describing, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's the law of attraction. How can you cope successfully if the, the self-identity, the message that's going through your head is, well, there you are again. Look what is always happens to me. Do you say this to yourself? Here we go again. This always happens to me. Why doesn't it always work out to me? Why am I always drained? Why is it always it's, go it's going wrong? And so it builds up an energetic momentum that we call the law of attraction. The law of attraction is, as Alex quite rightly said, you tend to look for situations and people. Now, you discount all of the good things that happen to you because in your model, in your filter, you cannot acknowledge the good things that happen to you because they are outside of what you're saying to yourself. You can't think of all the great things that happen to you. You dismiss those. You go, oh, well, that's just one of those things. Well, that should happen to us. Yes, but let's focus on this, David. Look what he did to me. Look what she did to me. Isn't this, you know, and so you, this is why it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. I want to talk about the inner child, our inner child, that part of our mind that we call the inner child, and the inner child's role with regard to experiencing terrible disappointment, ter terrible disappointment, lasting disappointment. Now, for me, if I let my inner child run wild and get overexcited about something, so we're not talking about the inner child being super, super negative, you know, having a downer on people or having a downer on ourselves. I'm talking about my inner child getting super overexcited about a new project or a new friend and almost like daydreaming about how things are going to turn out great and it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that and this is going to happen. 
and it's going to be amazing. Or And it's like, I, if I'm not careful, I get, I will get swept along with that kind of daydream or that fantasy. And then reality hits because rarely do we have things go the way the inner child daydreams about. Reality is not perfect. People are not perfect. And so then I've enjoyed the kind of high of the daydream, the expectation, but then reality bites. And it's like my inner child crashes down. And then I can experience like a a crushing sense of disappointment. Exactly. And so you mentioned a couple of things there, which is really important. So you're right. The part of the mind that we call the inner child, and we've done many videos in the archives of the inner child, but you may call it your ego or your emotional mind. I prefer the label of the inner child for this exact reason. So the inner child is fantastic at daydreaming, of having high expectations, of wanting things the way that they believe that they should be. Here's the the part of your mind that I call the inner child, very much like a child. Can you remember when you were a child? I can remember just coming to my head, being so disappointed when it rains. We want to do something, it's raining. And you're so deflated and you look at the rain running down the window. I've still got that image in my mind. And that's why I like the label of the inner child. So now the inner child is playing what you've just described is the pendulum. Yeah. So the inner child male makes up all, oh, this project is wonderful. Oh, this lady I've just met, she's going to be fantastic. Oh, she's so wonderful. And then, as you say, when we hit reality, then the pendulum swings right over to the other side. Remember one of the characteristics of your inner child is this extreme Stringing, swinging from one extreme to the other, having these high expectations about everything should work out the way that they believe is right and good. I call it utopian or Disney World, where everybody's happy, everybody agrees, everybody rubs along together. There's no disagreement, as long as they're agreeing with you, of course, (laughs) as long as they're following your pattern. And then, of course, that doesn't happen because that's not reality. And instead of swinging into Wu Wei and finding a way to deal with that, the inner child swings right to the opposite side and goes, it's not fair. It's not fair. Have you got physical children? It's not fair, mummy. It's not fair. And as I always say in these videos, when you hear your child, your inner child, or a physical child saying, it's not fair... What they're actually saying, it's not the way I want it to be. And that's what the child says. So you're absolutely right, Alex. It's a characteristic of our inner child. I call it the the godmother of wishful thinking. The inner child is fantastic at creating the illusion. Wouldn't it be fantastic? Wouldn't this be great? This job's going to be wonderful. This relationship's going to be great. I'm going to go on to this diet. I'm going to lose all this stuff. Whatever it is, the inner child at the first beginning will start with this wishful thinking. And then at the first hurdle, it will then use emotion, disappointment, to swing you right to the other side. And that's why we're trying to teach you is to live not from the basis of your emotions. Don't make your emotional 
self, the emotions, your authentic self. Make your spirituality your authentic self. Live from the reality of who you are. You're already awesome. You don't have to live in this super fantastic world of wishful thinking where everything works out great. But David, my inner child is saying, yeah, but that's so boring. It's like, you know, are you saying that I've just got to have zero expectations, zero dreams, zero hopes in order to ever avoid being disappointed again? No, I'm saying the opposite. So if if I was speaking to little <laughs> Alex, I would say, I, I would be saying, it is far more exciting, my darling, to live from your spirituality. It's far more exciting to live from truth, honesty, and integrity. It's far more exciting to build from a real solid foundation of rock instead of building your life on sand which gets washed away when the next tide comes in. It's far more exciting, sweetheart, to be in control of your life rather than being a victim, rather than being like a, a victim to other people's whims and situations. And I would want to convince little Alex yeah. that this is a far more sustaining and exciting life. So that's why it's a life. Yeah, lesson. yeah. So that's I think I think my inner child's like trying to interpret what you've said there, and I think she is saying she's like intrigued by that. She likes the idea of being in control because the inner yeah. child wants to be in control. She likes the idea of not passing responsibility to other people or not depending mm -hmm. on other people to play their part. Mm -hmm. So. I guess she's asking, so is the message then make sure that you are in control of your happiness and that your happiness should not depend on your expectations of this friend or this partner or this job or this project working out and that actually you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket and also you set, you should keep them with you. You shouldn't hand over the eggs, the happiness eggs, to other people, that you should, it should be you that's creating the happiness and the satisfaction. So if I was doing mm -hmm. this work with you and little Alex, I would want to go a little bit more profound than that. And, and I would be saying, sweetheart, you create a happiness. Yeah. Other people do not create your happiness. So don't give the responsibility of your happiness to other people. Happiness is an emotional feeling, and so you create that happiness. So don't put that responsibility, that ownership onto other people, because then you're always the victim of the, what they do. And it may be, it's just coming to my head, it may be that the opposite to disappointment is happiness. You're stringing for happiness. You never reach happiness because you're relying on other people yeah. and then you swing to disappointment. I'm not sure. I haven't thought it through. But that would make kind of sense to me. But little Alex, that baby Alex, is looking to other people to make her happy. And I would want to teach her that happiness is something that she creates. And, of course, when we were actually children, we were our emotion of happiness and comfort and ease was heavily dependent on other people. Absolutely. And when we didn't get it, we, I guess, we 
we experience that withdrawal of the comfort, the ease, uh, those feelings. And then as an adult, we've now just labeled that as disappointment, that withdrawal, that not meeting of expectations. We've It's learned behavior. But now, obviously, as an adult, we don't have to look to other people. Well, I think I think when I work with clients, when they bring a, a critique of the work, this is the critique that they bring. And they say, quite rightly, well, when I was a child, I was dependent on other people. And I agree with you. When you were a child, you were codependent. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely normal. That's the way it should be. And this is what I say to all of my clients, and this is why I say to you, if you're somebody that's come through a difficult childhood, dysfunctional, with violence of any kind, whether it's verbal violence, whether it's physical or sexual violence, you're amazing. You're awesome, in my words. That's what I say. You're awesome. I don't know how you got through that. That's amazing. But there has to be a point in your life And I think that's different for everyone. And I think I can't tell you, oh, it's when you're 12 or when you're 14 or when you're 18 or when you're 21. Because I think that's different for everyone through their circumstances. But there has to be a point where you stop being codependent. And the life lesson will always revolve around teaching that part of your mind to stop relying externally to other people but to rely on you, internally to you. And that's one of the reasons, and this to me is one of the fundamental teachings of the inner child work. What we're doing is, rather than saying the inner child is you've got no one to depend on or don't look outside, we're saying you have got somebody to depend on, you, the mature you. That's why I like the idea of the spiritual parent and the spiritual child. Rather than looking to other people to create happiness, as Alex said, you should be looking to you, to the mature you. So you're looking internally, not externally. And that has to be the change. As Alex quite said, when you were a child, it's normal, natural. That's what you should have done. You were looking to your parents or your guardians, and they couldn't do it for whatever reason. You muddled through fantastically. But now if you keep looking in the same way outside, you'll always be disappointed because you'll always create that emotion. It will never quite reach what you want. And in the final thing I want to ask you, David, is I, I totally get the point you made that if we allow ourselves to follow unrestricted, follow the inner child's daydreams, the inner child's fantasies, with massive, crazy expectations of positive outcomes. That's never, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And we will create heavy disappointment because of that. How do we find the middle ground as to, because it's important to have expectations. Say if we have a partner, we're entering into a relationship. Quite rightly, we should have expectations, we should have boundaries, we should have all those things. We Because if we don't, we're going to be a complete doormat. We can't... Yeah. How do we find that middle ground, that healthy, authentic, what you would call wu-wei in terms of expectations? Say, for example, in relationship or with a partner. Yeah, so I think the most important thing for that, Alex, is what we teach on every video. 
You do not base your life, the foundation of your life cannot be on your emotions, on your physiological feelings. Because if you do base your life, your decision-making, who you are, your identity, whatever you want to call it, on your emotions, you are entering the pendulum. You should be basing it on what I would call Shen or spirituality. But if you're uncomfortable with those type of words, I would replace it with truth, honesty and integrity. I would be basing my life on my intellect, on what I actually believe and why I believe it, not on the emotions that I create. And this for me is when a lot of my clients have great difficulty because they've lived their life for so long reacting to emotions that they create. This is why the teaching I say on every video is so important for you to meditate on. This is something I would want you, if you're not 100% with me, that's fine, that's good, you don't, please don't do it because I've said it, think about it yourself. You are the creator of your emotions. You cannot be the victim of something that you are creating. A lot of my clients will come to me and they say, I want show me how to control my emotions. And I'm saying, no, 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 let's go even deeper. Let's find out why you create your emotions and that's what you build your life on. So if I accept I create my emotions and I accept that I create my expectations, yes. so I've accepted those two things, yes. but how do I, how do I, how do I get to a point where I know my expectations are reasonable, not 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 fantasies, not too basically not too much, not too little, just healthy and appropriate. So that's when I would call Shen, and the definition of Shen is truth, honesty, and integrity. So, so your 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 expectations, your journey, your what I would call ye intention, intention. is based on truth, honesty, and integrity what you believe that you can achieve in reality. Okay. So it's like doing a reality check. Yes, if you want so to that on on the situation, on the project, on the person. On the relationship. On the relationship. And yes. how how do we how do we do that reality check though, David? If we've never done it before, if we've if we've allowed our emotions to control us if we've allowed ourselves to get extremely disappointed, if we've allowed ourselves to daydream and fantasize we now realize this has not worked. How do we do the reality check to know that the expectations are in that sweet spot? That's such a great question. And, and this is why I think the Wu Wei model is so powerful. Because first of all, you do not do it externally with other people. You do it with yourself. You treat yourself better than other people have treated you. You are absolutely authentic, truthful, and have integrity with yourself. And as I said a couple of videos ago, lots of my clients are unsure what I mean by integrity. The best way now I'm teaching integrity, I used to say walk the walk and talk the talk, and most people kind of nodded and didn't understand. I'm going to go back to the pendulum. Think about the opposite of integrity, hypocrisy, being a hypocrite. So that's what integrity means. Do not be a hypocrite. What you say is what you do. So you do not have these fanciful ideas. Oh my goodness, 
This relationship will never go wrong. Uh, they're going to love me for the rest of my life. We're never going to hit a problem. Everything's going to... Well, that's, that doesn't even make sense, does it? In reality, you know that a relationship is not going to be that way. Oh, this job. It's the job I've been... It's the job of my dreams. I'm never going to meet a bas bad, bad boss. I'm never going to have a bad colleague. Every project I get, I'm going to know how to do. That's ridiculous. You've swung to the other side. So work from integrity. Work from what you know. And then you'll be able to address things in a more realistic way. And as Alex said, don't start at the top. Start with yourself for the next month. Try and be honest. Even something as simple in your self-talk. That self-talk that chats away. Take control of that. That's what I would say would be the first step. Make that self-talk realistic, mm. honest, have integrity. Yeah. Don't say one thing and then go and do something else because that's what confuses. Because as you said in your introduction, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things that I get with my clients is disappointment with themselves. When we do the golden thread, it's like, well, I want to be perfect. Well, that's hypocritical. You can't be perfect. There's no, and I say, do you believe in perfection? And they go, well, not really. Well, you just, yeah. it's a hypocritical. You've just gone into it. Because it's a dual belief. You believe that you should be perfect, but actually, you know that it does, perfection doesn't exist. And you wouldn't expect other people necessarily to be perfect as you're, you're wanting yourself to be. Well, you know our little test. Yeah. Would you tell that to your physical child? If your child come home from school and she said, look, mommy, daddy, I've worked hard and I've got eight out of ten. And you go, oh, my God, you're joking. Eight out of ten. You should be perfect. You wouldn't say that to your physical child. Mm -hmm. Then why are you saying it to you? Lack of integrity, hypocrisy, yeah. dual belief system. That's what we call it in our model. So don't worry about the how this pans out. Start with yourself. Be right. Here's something else. I, I'm a failure. Well, why are you a failure? Well, I get things wrong. I don't meet my own expectations. Hypocrisy. You're setting expectations you don't meet. And that's the dual belief system mm -hmm. of hypocrisy. So to answer your question directly, don't start with the external. Start with yourself. This is why this model is so powerful. Have that integrity for yourself, just quietly for the next few weeks. You know, start a diary if you like writing. Do meditation if you have, for me it's meditation. You like writing. Find a way where every day, for five minutes, ten minutes, that's all I'm asking. You see, you've got enough, you've got enough time to create wishful thinking. Why don't you have enough time to work on your integrity? Write down. Did, what are my expectations? Are these reasonable? Should I be able to do this? And here's the killer. Would I teach this to my physical child? Would I say to my physical child, you have to be perfect. You cannot fail. And if you fail, that means you're not good enough. Would you say that to them? I don't think anybody here would say that, as you wouldn't be watching our videos. Then stop saying it to yourself. And that's when I say, Stop it. Stop it. Because you know it's wrong. So don't do it. And have more integrity about yourself. 
Then when you get that self-integrity right, then it's like dropping a pebble in a pond, the ripples ripple out. Mm. Now it starts engaging people around you. Now you can deal with those problems much more from a solid base. Yeah, and I can see that if we get familiar and we make it a habit to do that internal self-check, a reality check on our own expectations, and then do the stress test, as you say, would I would I teach this expectation to my child, this extreme expectation? The answer is no, then you know the expectation is out of balance. And once we get in the habit of doing that, then it it will naturally mean our expectations will be much more authentic and appropriate in all other aspects of our life. But more importantly, what you're doing there, Alex, you're moving the root, the foundation of your life from your emotions on to your intellect, on what you think, on what you believe, or what I would call shed. And that move is life-changing. Yeah, and also off the external, away from other people, away from other situations. It's all then within your control. Absolutely. Your emotions are fully then within your control. Absolutely. And then (laughs) you can share your life lessons if you're a member of our Facebook community. You can share how your journey is, and that's what people do in our our community. Because this this is a spiritual journey, and this is what makes you awesome is when you believe in yourself and you live to your truth brilliant thank you david well i really hope you enjoy this teaching on disappointment and that it changes your life if you have enjoyed the teaching please do let us know and perhaps share it with someone else who you think may also benefit thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei wisdom life lesson You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.